Windscape Chapter 11 Loch Maddy With Windy busy on his mobile, Pavel and Jenny got a chance to talk. The Murdochs will find out I've run off and then they'll phone the police, said Jenny. Who in turn will phone the captain of this ferry, said Pavel. Jenny felt the tears welling up inside her. Try to keep calm, Jenny, said Pavel, eyeing his fellow passengers. I can't keep calm, so don't ask me to, snapped Jenny. Pavel backed off and tried to shush Lord, who had begun a low rumbling growl. I need to speak to my dad, Pavel. I need to know that he's all right. Pavel looked agitated. What hospital did the murder say he was in? Jenny tried her best to remember, but she couldn't. I can't remember. Yes, you can. Think, said Pavel. Jenny began to cry. <laughs> it sounded like... Like what? pressed Pavel. It sounded like a girl's name, Jenny sniffed. The hospital sounds like a girl's name. Pavel closed his eyes and scratched his head. Right, here's what we can do. Jenny dried her eyes with the hem of her coat. Nearly everyone in the ferry was trying to get a signal on their mobile to make new arrangements. What's your plan, Pavel? said Jenny. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, said Pavel. Which means, sniffed Jenny. Look, Maddy, is our bird in the hand, said Pavel. Eh? Jenny was none the wiser. If we get off the ferry at Loch Maddy, said Pavel, we know we'll be off the radar. The Murdoch's radar, that is. We'll be on dry land by eight, which means that it'll be too late for the Murdoch's to sound the alarm. Then what? asked Jenny. Simple. We get down the chain of islands. Loch Maddy is in North Uist. After that, we travel down to Benbecula, and then it's on to South Uist, and the next ferry we need to catch is at Loch Boysdale. And where does that one go? asked Jenny. It depends. It might be Barra. And then on to Oban, said Pavel. Tom! It was windy, and Pavel was ignoring him again. Jenny caught him by the sleeve. I wish you hadn't changed their names. It really makes life a lot. You two okay? interrupted Windy. Uh, yes, said Pavel. Windy sat down and patted Lord. This totally ruins my connections to Oban. Same here, said Pavel. Won't your mother and father wait a couple of extra hours for you? Normally they would have, explained Pavel, but our dad's got an interview in Oban today. Jenny was amazed at Pavel's ability to lie so effortlessly. I don't suppose we could borrow your phone, continued Pavel. Windy beamed. You can try it. So you need to be in Oban too. That's where we were going anyway, said Pavel. He took the phone. Give us a minute, Wendy. There might be a solution for us all. There might, said Wendy. Pavel placed the end of Lord's lead in Wendy's hand and led Jenny into the cafeteria. Now what? whispered Jenny. I dial director inquiries, said Pavel, and ask for all the hospitals that begin with a girl's name in Glasgow. I say them out loud, and you nod when you hear one that's your dad's. Jenny's heart raced. OK. She watched Pavel dial and then turn the corner. By the time she caught him up, he was already speaking to someone. He shook his head and pressed the phone off. What's going on? asked Jenny. Pavel was punching in more numbers. She heard him ask for the operator. She made to speak, but he waved his hand for her to be quiet. No, another one. What do you mean you can only give me two numbers? Yes, well, can you text me a list? Hello? Can, can you hear me? He shook the mobile and placed it back to his ear. 
He sighed and handed the phone to Jenny. Two useless operators, and now the reception's gone again. Jenny felt her stomach flutter. Everything is against us, isn't it? No, it isn't, said Pavel. He marched off in the direction of the purser's office and began studying the list of ferry timetables. His finger trailed down the column of numbers until it wavered over one line. Here it is, he said. If we go off at Loch Maddy, there's a connecting bus to Loch Boysdale. Then all we have to do is catch the ferry from there to Oban. It's a straight run. We'll actually be ahead of schedule and still under the Murdoch's radar. Fine, sniffed Jenny. Wendy was walking towards them. Pavel shook his head mournfully and handed back the mobile. Got cut off again. Wendy examined his phone. And now it's out of power. Guess what? He continued. I've checked with the crew and I can take my car off at Loch Maddy. So you can catch the ferry from Loch Boysdale to Oban, added Pavel. Wendy beamed. Exactly. Can we come with you? said Jenny. She knew it was a silly question the instant it left her lips. Well, Wendy hesitated, you don't even know me and, Jean, what would your parents think of you jumping into a stranger's car? Look, said Pavel, before the phone went dead, Dad told us to get on the ferry to open. We'll be going the same way anyway. Wendy's expression hardened. I'm not comfortable with the idea of giving you a lift. If I could have spoken to your father first, explained things a bit more. We can get the bus, said Jenny. Yeah, we can get the connecting bus, confirmed Pavel. Jenny looked at Wendy's tight-lipped expression and wished again she'd never opened her mouth. She could smell a mixture of diesel and breakfast. There was something strangely warm and nice about it, and it took her mind off Pavel's risky lies. The ferry made a funny noise. Jenny could see houses and a hotel through the porthole in the door. As they pulled alongside the harbour, Pavel pointed out the bus stop. Let's meet up in the open ferry. Have some lunch, said Wendy. Well, as long as you're sure you won't get arrested, said Pavel, a cheeky grin on his freckled face. Jenny punched Pavel in the arm. Oh, he can be annoying sometimes, she explained to Wendy. Wendy just shook his head and opened the door that led down to the car deck. I'd better be going. Once Wendy had gone, Pavel turned to Jenny and sighed. You can't get blood from a stone. What? said Jenny, the breeze ruffling her hair. You mean Wendy wouldn't have taken us no matter what lies you told them? Something like that, said Pavel. They shuffled down the gangway and on to the harbour side before Jenny spotted a red and white bus with an array of glowing yellow dots that formed the word Loch Boysdale. She nudged Pavel. A few extra dots were peppered round the first L. Look, it's like we're going to Ooch Boysdale. Pavel smiled. With a blast from the funnel, the black and white ferry raised its green ramp and edged away from the pier in a gurgle of bubbles. Jenny cuddled into Lord. She was pleased the old dog had come. She swung her duffel bag over her shoulder. He's a nice bloke, that Wendy, despite working for the enemy, said Pavel. Jenny thought that this was a strange thing for Pavel to say. He's not the enemy, she said. He's just doing his job. In his mind, he's doing good. In his mind, muttered Pavel. It's mean to call him the enemy. He bought us breakfast and gave us a loan of his phone. He was a nice man. As they waited to board the bus, a police car 
edged round the bend onto the road ahead. Quick, said Pavel, get behind the bus shelter. Jenny pulled Lord round into the mud and weeds. The police car slowed and then pulled up next to the harbour, opposite the hotel. What time is it? asked Jenny. Pavel looked down at his watch. Almost 8.30. We need to assume the murders know you've gone. They watched two policemen talking to a few men who worked for the ferry company. The bus revved. We'd better get on, said Pavel. We have to risk it. We can't, said Jenny in a small voice. Why not? We need to get on now, urged Pavel. I, I left. What is it, Jenny? I left my purse on the ferry, she whimpered. <laughs>